What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Today's episode of the Chase to Must podcast is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, Panko Chicken. The new Atlanta restaurant thrives off of a unique spin on Japanese and Western cuisine and is already racking up the awards, winning best-selling taste in the Taste of Atlanta Awards both in 2017 and 2018. So if you're in the metro Atlanta area and are wanting to try something new and good and delicious, Go to Panko Chicken today and tell them that I sent you over. You'll be glad you did, I promise. Panko Chicken, where eats meets West. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, welcome back to a Thursday night edition of the Chase Thomas podcast. Recording this late-ish on a Thursday. In my home in Atlanta, where the guest is somewhere in the house, somewhere here, uh, Noah Clark. You may know him from Ponco. Uh, Noah, good evening. How are you? I'm good, Henry. Right above you. You're right above me, literally. Yeah. yeah. Can we explain the situation right now? Um, well, we are still living like we're in college, and mm-hmm. uh, we share a home with two other guys. Right. I live upstairs by myself. And you guys share the, the downstairs area, and I can hear every step you make because you walk like you're an elephant. <laughs> if my mom listened to this podcast, she would just be like jumping up and down, screaming like, I told you. It's like you weigh three times what you actually weigh, and it, yeah. it's super concerning. I don't understand how it happens, but. Is it know. concerning? What is concerning about that? Why do you feel the need to stomp every it's step? It's not even a, a need, it's just how I walk. I've always walked like I'm a thousand pounds. And that's what's concerning. Why? You know, is no, not really an answer, I guess, huh? There really isn't. It's just something I remember mm-hmm. growing up that that was something like I couldn't sneak into the house because of the way I walked and I couldn't commit crimes because I forget stuff. And then I would just leave <laughs> all the evidence all over the place. And they'd also hear me stomping out of the house. Like I would just be an extremely bad um, home invader. Mm, yeah. See, you should work on that. I mean, should I? It's probably a good thing. <laughs> I'm just really bad at being a criminal. I think I should probably lean into that a little bit more. Yeah, I guess it's a noble thing in a way. Cole has been on the podcast, though, I think, when Wade went I, down. So Cole has been. Duncan, still no. Wait for football for Duncan. I really should get him on for NFL. Yeah, NFL for sure. NBA, not so much. NFL for sure, though. I just don't know if we can get him. He can. A tough I think he is. You just got to really schedule it with him. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. Like sit down, have a serious conversation. He gets real excited about the NFL. So yeah, spring up Cleveland, and he will start rambling. So and he's gonna he's, he swears he's gonna know more than you. So it's gonna be it's gonna be fun listening to that one. He'll get mad. Oh he yeah, might storm off forty five minutes of the three of y'all. He gets the most upset, <laughs> and we'll immediately just be like, okay. 
this this is it. I, I can't do with this anymore. <laughs> oh man, yeah. See, now you have to make it happen. He actually <laughs> might get up and leave. Like, there's. Yeah. I, I know you wouldn't. Cola wouldn't. Cola would just be like sitting in silence for five seconds and then keep going. And then, Absolutely. I mean, that's what he does in all of our conversations. Well, we'll get to a point, no matter how good it's going. Um, he'll get it. He'll reach a point where he puts his his hand on his chin, pauses, <laughs> makes a face, hehe, and then start talking again. That's my call of laugh, by the way. He's gonna love that. That's, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. So basically, uh, to the listeners, we live in a frat house. What do we call this? Mm-hmm. What? It's a halfway frat house. That sounds bad. Halfway frat house is even more concerning than just a frat house. <laughs> a halfway frat house is. Just... <laughs> yeah, it sounds pretty bad. That's just like. It... Hey, where are you going tonight? Oh, we're going to this halfway frat house. It's kind of like a mixture yeah. between like uh, convicts and frat boys. It's 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 fine. <laughs> I promise. It's gonna be fun. It's just it's the place we all. It's limbo essentially. You know, it's like where we all go before we get married exactly you got it which is kind of like dying depending on how you look at the whole marriage thing there it is Mm -hmm. but it is weird that the only people that move out of this house move out for one reason only their girlfriends drag them out yes absolutely i mean it makes sense right it's not disgusting but it's just not meant for a woman no no girl like loves the idea of coming over and just being like oh four dudes again cool (laughs) <laughs> but i left it already <laughs> in college yeah. right but here they are people still live like this oh just four 20 somethings guys oh great yeah let me have another fun weekend of that um no you're moving in with me and this is done like i just imagine that there's a car ride for all of these situations of everyone who's moved out where she just looks at him and she's like you know this is your last weekend here <laughs> they have that they have to talk yeah, Every like the there is a talk about like I can't do this anymore. You're, <laughs> it's either all, me or the roommates. They can all bond over that that conversation. Like, oh yeah, man, she caught me late night. <laughs> she finally got me. <laughs> She's like, your shower floor it. is disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, but it, I I want to believe that actually does happen because no one actually wants to leave here outside of um. Shout out to Brian Rottweiler. I oh, think yeah. he actually wanted to leave, but uh, outside of him. Everybody else, their girl, they're perfectly content, and their girlfriends just like, no. Oh uh, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not leaving here until I have a family, or until rent goes up too high. Yeah, that that's actually fingers a great crossed. Point. And we also live next to our landlord. Are we giving way too much personal information out on this podcast? Yeah. Right now? <laughs> our address is. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Want to come hang out at the halfway frat home? You find us at. We got some uh, Tropicalia in the fridge. I wish we were joking, but that's actually what's in the fridge right now. It is actually in the fridge. <laughs> the last Miller High Life went out yesterday, or should mm-hmm. I say this morning around noon? Inside jokes, inside jokes. Okay. Well, we're going to talk about basketball, I think, at some point yeah. in this podcast, right? Part of here, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. You're a Laker fan. Unfortunately. Laker. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say unfortunately. Like a bad run of 10 years is not 
is not an unfortunate. It's not like you're a Knicks fan. Like that's it's just different. Like the Lakers, you got to see, especially you were of age to appreciate and enjoy the Lakers, Kobe and Powell era. Yeah, not early two thousands. You were too young for that. I'm not. I watched that. I I mean, you watched it, but like I remember watching the Sacramento Kings series and everything like that. But it's not like I was like, oh, appreciate all of this. Love what I'm seeing at nine years old. Nah, man. First, I'm older than you. By like one year. Oh, that's right. You're like 36. So you were actually like 18 when the Lakers uh, King yeah. series was going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember everything. Yeah. You remember like what we're going to talk about, even though I've told you at least four <laughs> times before we recorded. We got LALA. Uh-huh. <laughs> what is Can it you recite it right now? Do you know if I asked you, would you be able to say I the four do. things? I I think I could. Oh, I good. L.A., L.A., Beal mm-hmm. uh, and the Wizards. Mm-hmm. What about Giannis? Mm-hmm. And did Jimmy pretty much screw over Philly? That's a Boom. tease right there, folks. <sighs> see? Yeah. I got this. I mean, we'll see. Um, so we have basically a full understanding of what the – roster construction for the Clippers and the Lakers are going to look like. Um, we're starting mm-hmm. to get pieces from the athletic and we where people are starting to think about rotations. Like that's the new thing is no one talks about starting lineups anymore. You don't do like lineup thinking you do. Okay. How many minutes is this person getting here? How many minutes is this person getting there? Are we going to slide them down to the four? How do the Kings play Bagley at the four and the five? Like it's not about like, who's your five versus this five. Cause they're all playing 40 minutes a night. It's more of like, okay, how can they survive with those 12 minutes Joel Embiid is off the floor? Who's going to get those minutes? Yeah. Like, that's how we all think now. Um, basketball fans <laughs> are just smarter. And yeah. every minute matters with just this league, especially in the West now, where everybody's going to be fighting for a playoff spot because there's really only going to be one for sure god-awful team, which is the uh, Phoenix Suns. And I think everybody else is going to be competing for a playoff spot. Like, every other team, I think, will have a semi-realistic shot and people are like uh, i guess memphis doesn't either I, i'll throw memphis uh, in but i don't think they're gonna be god awful they'll just not, be bad not forget the, the wizards hang on i'm talking about the west <laughs> oh sorry sorry, sorry. Yeah, the, yeah the wizards will get there because they they had the worst roster in basketball but yeah, um which another thing let me just go like the charlotte stuff like there's been a lot of talk about like is charlotte gonna be the worst team in basketball i'm like no 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 no, no. like shining terry rogier and still having the guys that they have they're going to be good mm-hmm. enough to win like fifth worst. There's yeah. no chance they're the worst team in the NBA. Like they still have just enough talent to be annoyingly like bad to okay. Like yeah. they'll be they'll win too many games because they still have Marvin Williams, Cody Zeller, they have Rozier, they still have Batum. They just have too many competent like Shelvin Mack. They're just going to have too many veterans, MKG, yeah. that are just going to win them too many games. Miles Bridges will probably yeah. make the jump. I like him a lot. Free Miles Bridges, but um, I don't know. I just don't think there's a chance at the worst team in basketball because, like, every game yeah. that Bradley Beal misses, they're losing. Like, there's literally not yeah. a chance for him to win a professional basketball game when Bradley Beal's on the floor. Uh, but we'll get to the yeah. Wizards. We'll get to the Wizards. Um, the Clippers. I think we should start here because you want to talk about the Lakers, so I'm going to take that away for a mm-hmm. second. Okay. Pat Beverly, $12 million. He finally got paid. His first contract. Mm-hmm. Um good for him i'm happy he was rumored to go to the mavericks he was flirting with different teams 
I didn't actually think he was going to stay with LAC just because, well, part of it was because Shea and uh, Landry Shamit were so good together. Um, If you look at the on-off numbers and just what the two-man group was doing down the stretch last year, like, I really liked that core backcourt, but, and I'm really kind of sad that we're not going to get that um, ever again, and we're not going to see what that could have turned into. Um, But we have that. We know he's starting. Who's the other backup? Like, who's the other guard? Are they going to go Paul George at the two and Kawhi at the three? What are they doing with the rest of this group? Is Shamit going to start at the two? Are they going to go Beverly, Shamit, Kawhi? I mean, uh, Paul George, Kawhi, Zubach? How does this work? I, I'm I fascinated by how they. To. I think they have to. I think Shamit is going to end up starting just because of his shooting. And, yeah. I mean, Lou is going to finish out games a lot of the time at the one. I don't know how we haven't talked about him yet. I mean, they have, like you said, they have a lot of they have a lot of guys. They have a ton of depth. They were good last year. Lou was spectacular. Mm-hmm. I just this team's going to be really good because of Kawhi and Paul, obviously. But um, I don't know. It's like the lineups are going to be interesting. How Doc does it? Because I mean, that's that's where we give him all the credit last year, right? It's how creative he was with yep. his team that didn't really have a superstar. And they got to the playoffs in, in the West, which was extremely tough to do. So it'll just be, I mean, I'm really excited because now he has real, real, real options to go to. And I think Lou is going to actually, he's, I feel like Lou's going to be more efficient now this year because of it too. So he, I they're my he favorite. More efficient. He's, he's been incredibly efficient. Like Lou Williams, I know, I think he's, he's going to be even better. I think they're, I think he will be better just because what he was able to do as the primary option with that group. I mean, Tobias, the first part of the season was the primary lead ball handler, yeah. lead go-to guy, but Lou, especially down the stretch and in that warrior series where we can't mm-hmm. just understate just how much of a pain in the ass they were in that series. They Come didn't have a shot that, at yeah. winning, but they were pissing them off. Like they were, they in it. Six. right. And they had no business six. taking that warriors team to six. Absolutely not. And I said after that series, and especially after that press conference with Lou and Pat Bev, where they were just like, what do you want us to do? It's Kevin Durant. Like, the way they lost and everything else, and, like, just showering him with praise and all that kind of stuff. Like, I just thought, and you saw this with Brooklyn, too, with Spencer Dibwitty and his recruitment and Kyrie. And Mm -hmm. I think these stars are paying attention, especially the superstars of these teams that are fighting and have the right role players where they're like, oh, I can go to war with these guys. They already have my back when they don't have to. And... I can trust them. I, I know I can yeah. trust them. And I think Kawhi and Paul George look at these guys. That's why I just always thought the Clippers were getting either Durant or George, or, or Kawhi because they that press conference was seriously illuminating. And if Katie doesn't get injured and he gets a meeting with the Clippers, are we sure yeah. he doesn't just pick them? I, I think there's a real chance that would have happened. Um, I thought so too. Because I think we would have seen Paul George and Katie's team up. I don't think that would have been out of the question. Mm-hmm. Or if Kyrie, I don't think Kyrie would have been opposed to just being uh, in LA. Like, I think he just wanted to be in a big market again. Like, I don't think there's like mm-hmm. a, it was New York or bust for him. I, I don't believe that. I think it was more of like Kyrie or bust. And um, their culture just worked. Like, they rebuilt that front office. Yeah. Steve Ballmer's going to spend like everything about this corporate structure on down made sense. And them making the playoffs and Brooklyn making the playoffs netted them both four of the top 10 players in basketball in the same summer. Yeah. Like I, I think that's a huge win for teams that don't just do the full tear down, take down 
and go bare bones and just hope that you're going to get stars and just clear cap space and just hope for the best. Be bad and hope for the best. And um, I don't know. I think it's cool. But then again, the other point, and Zach Lowe made this point a couple weeks ago on his podcast that like, sure, culture matters and we're learning culture matters more, but like Brooklyn is still in New York and the Clippers are still in LA. So do we think this still would have worked if Los Angeles is in Oklahoma City or some other small town or Memphis? with the same culture and structure and the nets do the exact same thing they just did, but it's in Minnesota. Do we believe that they still get four of the top 10 players in basketball in the same summer? I don't know the answer to that question. Absolutely not. Yeah. It's all that's, it's, I mean, the culture definitely had a lot to do with them going there, but it's the market is, I feel like just as important. I think that with the Katie decision before he went to uh, golden state, that the culture there is the reason he went there. I mean, the market, obviously it's not LA, it's still California and he's, you know, still able to do things that he wants to do outside of basketball there. But I think that was more important in that decision when it came to culture. But I think that the reason, I mean, Kawhi left a championship team. No player's ever done this before. Finals MVP left that team for essentially a warmer city. Yeah, I really feel like that's like the main reason he left for LA. And he's from and, there. I mean, just, yeah, he's from there. And it just came out today like he he was he was really contemplating the Lakers and stuff. F you Kawhi, uh, but I think it's just it's really, really more F you Magic based on the reporting. Don't don't even get me started on Magic. Did you read please. that the Yovan piece? No, my guy Yovan. I don't, I don't need to hate him more than I already do. Yovan, so, he's great. Why would you hate Yovan? He's, he's been no, no, Not Yovan, Magic. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did magic do please explain so i can um, add on to my so basically in the piece you have to read the whole thing but the snippet about magic was when he went out and talked about meeting with dennis and Kawhi publicly that was it like Kawhi and dennis scratched the lakers off was once magic went public because the raptors and the clippers were underground and didn't say anything about any meetings or anything like that and magic came out and bragged about and boasted about meeting with Kawhi and tennis and that was it My so God. If magic doesn't talk they might get him Ugh. but magic couldn't help himself is based on the is is what i'm it not gonna like. be here next year <laughs> God, I hate magic Johnson. it's weird he's Ugh. he's been so good for the dodgers and you look at what he did there mm-hmm. I, I, he's a really complicated figure magic johnson and like <sighs> bill wrote a really good piece bill simmons on page two on espn like 10 to 15 uh, i don't think it's been that long what year is it 2019 i guess it was about 10 to 12 years ago about magic johnson's like up and down like like there's stuff he had a tv show in the 90s that bombed he coached for a couple games and walked out and quit the lakers like he he has this really weird post laker playing days career where like i there's so much there that i still can't really wrap my head around like i think he's so competitive He's so competitive and probably a control freak. Oh, if you read the, the, uh, the Ramona Shelburne piece about it, yeah. Or Baxter Holmes, excuse me. Yeah, that uh, control yeah. freak might be a good word. And, like, it's the Lakers, which, you know, he probably has a huge spot in his heart for it, that I guess when things aren't going the way he wants to go, he just he just leaves. He's like, well, I'm not doing it right. So, but yeah, I mean, he quit midseason when he was coaching, right? I don't like think it was midseason. It was like it was a couple games into it. Yeah, a couple games in. So I mean, he's like, I don't like it. 
He's definitely someone yeah, who, like, once he makes up his now. mind, he's done. Yeah. He doesn't care about optics, so. and there is some level of respect there where it's like, hey, this dude doesn't waste his time. He's just like, no, I'm out. I, I kind of respect that. But at the same, I don't know. He's complicated, and I still can't. I, I don't have a strong opinion either way on Magic. I just think he's probably someone who would be a good owner. He's just a bad GM. Bad GM, yeah. yeah. I don't know. But anyway, Magic. <laughs> what do you close with if you're the Clippers? Who's your closing five? There's so many guys. I mean, it really depends on how the game's going. Because with Lou's not playing well, then you're sitting in, you know? So then you're playing Shaman? Yeah, because the shooting. But, I mean, Pat killed it from three last year, right? Pat's got it close. I think just because yeah. Pat, Kawhi, and Paul George on the floor together, especially in crunch time, like that defensive trio is just yeah. going to be a nightmare. Yeah. I think those three have to be on the floor. I mean, I guess what you want to go to is Pat, Lou, Paul, Kawhi. But who closes at the five? On treble. So you're playing He's Trezzle. a dog, man. He's a dog in the playoffs. Can I tell you what the, I think oh. they're going to try first? It's not going to be Zoo. No, I don't think it's going to be Zoo either. Mm-hmm. I would Who not be surprised if they slide Kawhi down to the five and they do no. um, Wilson Chandler or Mo Harkos at the four. I, I think they'd rather have Wilson Chandler at the five, not to wear Kawhi out. I think he's got a guard big. Don't wear him out. And you I, need him on both floors, both ends of the floor. It's interesting. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do there. I, I think that's going to be a big part of their playoff rotation and seeing. I want to see how that closing five looks because I think the Lakers don't really have a choice in what they do. Has Doc been one to get creative like that? Oh, yeah, for sure. I don't, when has Doc put a, a lineup in like that to have a, a super unorthodox big? I mean, he was playing Jeff Green in the five. <laughs> In Boston. Mm. I don't think he would okay. do it. I think it's, like you said, matchup based, but I still think that's a huge question mark. I don't know if you can survive with Trezzle or Subach in closing minutes against, like... Yeah. Who's a good example of this? Maybe Houston, depending on how things go. Um, the Lakers, you can't do what we just suggested, but the Jazz, you probably can't because go bare. I, I guess you can't mm-hmm. survive that way, but um, the Nuggets, Jokic, probably not. Um, I don't know. I guess let's see. I think they'll be fine against Portland. I think they would they would still be able to do that. I, I just I think it's gonna be interesting to see how they they manage that and what they elect to do at that five spot and then at the two spot. I um, I would guess it's Lou and Beverly, and I like that mixture of skill sets oh, to close. Yeah. but Shamit. I don't know. I, I think we'll have to see what Shamit does. Um, but I think there's no reason for him not to have even a better year. And that like goes to Lou too, where it's like when he's in the court, instead of Danilo Gallinari, Tobias Harris and friends, he's going to be flanked by Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. He's going to get better yeah. looks. Mm-hmm, and he's already exactly. a great shooter and he's going to get better looks. Yeah, exactly. So they're my favorites though. I hate to say it. The Clippers but... are your favorites. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I mean, mean they're I my favorite like, too. I feel like the Lakers are going to be good, like close, but I don't think that they're going to be, they're not going to be able to beat them in, in <clears throat> seven games, in my opinion. I might no, have taken the Lakers if it was 
Lonzo staying in LA instead of Kuzma. That's what I keep going yeah. back to. Is I just I, Kuzma? Is he going to start? No, he can't. Exactly. And he's yeah. Like I I don't. I would have. I'm a Lonzo guy. You know this. And this is part of the reason I hated Magic because I was also a D'Lo guy. And I just didn't see why they couldn't have played together. Well, so this I'm was their right. biggest mistake. The D'Lo stuff was, what What were we talking about in the house? Where I was like, I think the Lakers are stupid to focus on back. Kyrie yeah. or Kawhi. I would just be like, D'Lo, what do you want? We will get mm-hmm. it. We will make this happen. And just from a lineup construction perspective and not waiting out on Kawhi. And I understand that if you get Kawhi, Anthony Davis, and LeBron on the same team, it's worthwhile and it wins. But like, there was just such a small chance of getting Kawhi. And I think they had a good shot mm-hmm. at getting D'Lo based on like what LeBron liked what he saw. D'Lo knowing if he goes back to LA, it's a good story. And he obviously liked being in LA. I think he's just mm-hmm. based on the kind of personality he is. I think he would prefer to be back in Los Angeles. Um, and it's a completely different locker room. Right. Which was the issue before. So, that's like their biggest mistake is not focusing on him or Kemba. Like those two were more realistic. They're not as sexy and flashy, but I think that would have actually put them over the top. Like, would you have taken, I mean, obviously you don't get certain guys. If you lock in D'Lo to what he was at, like you're not getting Danny green at that point. You're not getting, um, mm-hmm. KCP. Oh, that's that, that hurts. Not getting KCP back, but, um, <laughs> we've lived it every badly. I just, I think that would have made more sense. And we would have missed out on Caruso too. Let's not forget that. Whew, no. Quinn him. Cook, I guess he's not on the roster at that point. <laughs> no boogie for three point five million. Jesus. Um actually I'm okay with the boogie stuff. I think that's fine. But uh who is their closing five? Because I've been trying to hash this out too. Like I'm thinking about like a Lakers Clippers Western Conference Finals. Like we've we've mapped out kind of what the Clippers will have to do. If it goes to this, I think the Clippers will be able to survive with a Wilson or um, Harkless at the five kind of deal because I don't think the Lakers can play other than Anthony Davis at the five to close. I don't think they can play Mickey or Cousins at the five and expect to be okay. Like I think Their closing five will be LeBron, AD, Kuzma in those three slots. But up top, it's Danny Green and then who? Like, Do you really play Rondo? It's probably Avery Cook. Bradley. I would do Cook. Why is it? Why isn't Avery Bradley? I don't think Avery Bradley's good. When did he drop off? Uh, last year? Since. Uh, Avery Bradley was his. Like, it was basically when he left Boston. Boston got rid of when, he, when Boston got rid of him, they didn't want to pay him. That was the reason. Well, they also didn't think he... Like, Avery Bradley's weird because if you read pieces on like what other players think about him, they think he's like the best on-ball defender in basketball. Yeah. But his defensive numbers are not it's that not good. I just... I don't know. What did he shoot last year? Let me look up what Avery Bradley shot. Because I think... That's probably where he fell off. He averaged good numbers down the stretch with Memphis because he got sent to Memphis in that... um, Who was that trade for exactly? Because he was on the... 35-3. 40 Hmm. from the field. Nine points a game. 10, I'm sorry. 9.9, I'll give him that. 2.4... No, that's not steals. 0.7 steals, yeah. See that last year in Boston in 2016, 2017, he was 26. He shot 40% from three. He's averaged in 16 and six and two. And I think that that has something to do with him being on a good team. Yeah. And that he, so he'll be on a better team now. And he was on Memphis, you know, like who the hell's in Memphis? They weren't good. So I think that 
him being in a new environment with LeBron, who's going to get him wide open looks, it's going to be good for them. And I, I don't see why he still can't play good defense. Uh, he's 28 years old. Shouldn't have killed him like that, you know? Guess how many minutes he's played at the point guard spot since uh, 2017? How many? 1% of his minutes. What? Well, LeBron's playing the point, so he's just going to guard. Yeah, that's guard. what I'm saying. Like, I think you have to have Danny Green another shooter, and it's not KCP. Good God. That's, um, that's why I think he could be Avery Bradley. He just guards the point Quinn guard. Cook makes more sense to me. I don't think Quinn Cook is a starting caliber point guard. He's not, but you don't have another option. I think he's your best basketball fit option. If he shoots the way he shot last year, then yes. And I think he'll get good looks there. Like, I mean, I think playing next to LeBron and AD and guys like that, I think he'll get better looks. I think there will be a lot of bodies on Kuzma in the corner and yeah. AD inside and LeBron just facilitating. I think Danny Green will still always um, give you attention. Like, even though he, had, he, he went through his struggles and he's hot cold when he's on, like, if you watch him off the ball, teams still respect him. So as long as teams respect his shot from deep, um, Cook will still get looks. Yeah, I mean, he shot 40% from three last year. He's one of the best catchers to three-point shooters last year. But don't forget about Alex Caruso. I... He's not playing basketball for them. Okay. Right. Where's Nick Calathis at? This. Let's bring Nick Calathis. Calathis. Is he Nick Calathis? He's not. He's Alex fucking Caruso. Are we sure they look alike? Oh. He's just like a weaker <laughs> version. Have you Nick Calathis got like, super jacked. Alex was balding earlier. That's, that's the only difference. Uh, but... I don't think so. Nick Calathis, it went at like 22. I thought Nick had a couple of years with full head of hair. While he was I don't think know? so. They do look a lot Dude, he's alike, 30 but... now, and it's been really bad. Well, Alex is 25 and living, all right? Mm-hmm. Don't, don't, don't forget about him. That was one of our best sightings. Was it? <laughs> yes. <Okay. laughs> I can't buy it. <laughs> he's like the Laker equivalent to Ron Baker. Leave him alone. I like Ron, Ron Baker. Too. Hey man, you gotta support. You gotta support. Dude, Ron American Baker life. got paid. Like that's still one of the <laughs> best contracts of all time that the like, the Knicks gave him like a three year deal a couple years ago. You like gotta, that's, it's still incredible. You gotta support your American white guys. They aren't. They're not too hot in the NBA. Like there's not a lot of them. They're very no. rare. Mm-hmm. Support, support your guys, man. But yeah, I think okay. my like I, I really think it's gonna be Avery Bradley, Danny Green, LeBron, Kuzma, AD for the final lineup. I mean, it also depends on who's... Like, it, it really does depend on who's playing well. Troy Daniels could finish out a game because of his shooting. I mean... Troy Daniels is like the do. new Anthony Morrow. Like, he just doesn't... Like, he shoots 45% from three every year, three. but no coaches play it. I don't understand it. <laughs> I would play him 12 minutes a game exactly every like game. Yeah. I mean, hey. You can't leave him open. Game. Like, he literally cannot be left open. He's just automatic yeah. from three. I don't understand it. Just, I don't know why you can't play him 10 to 12 minutes a game. I don't get it. But he knows his role is to shoot open threes. That's he all he does. Well. Wayne yeah. Ellington can get minutes only shooting threes, but my guy, uh, Anthony Troy Morrow <laughs> or Troy Daniels, they can't get minutes. Unbelievable. We're good. Mm, yeah, I, I don't know. But then I also think the Lakers are going to do stuff because they can't move a lot of these one-year deals yet. But these are guys they can move, like Avery Bradley, KCP, Danny Green, depending on how he plays. Like They'll have options after December 15th when guys they signed this summer can be moved. And 
I don't think it's going to be Chris Paul. And I don't think he really gives them a better shot of beating the Clippers anyway. Mm-hmm. But I would not be surprised if they do something else because I think this backcourt situation is actually going to be pretty ugly. And I think they'll have to do something to address it. I just don't know. Yeah. They're going to give it a shot first. They will, but they have to. They don't have a choice. But yeah. after December 15th, I wonder who they target because I just don't. Do they target clutch sports legend Eric Bledsoe? If no. Milwaukee's like, we got to get off this Bledsoe thing. And um, the Lakers were like, well, Bud likes threes, shooters, give Giannis, Quinn Cook, give Giannis, Danny Green. You know who would love Danny Green? Milwaukee. Mike Boonholzer. <laughs> he would love him. But he's got Wesley Matthews, so I guess it'd be overkill. But I don't think there's overkill there's, of three-point shooters. Not yeah. yeah, they signed. Uh, <laughs> who did they sign today? Um, what was it? Oh, um, Dragon Bender got a two. Yeah, I thought I thought about you actually when that happened. That hurt. Like he, him he, just he being that. Phoenix to go to Europe. God, I thought that's why he left Phoenix. He signed a contract in Europe. That's what I thought too. Like, you know what? Never mind Phoenix. I'm gonna go to Milwaukee. So I think he just wanted to get out of Phoenix. I don't, I don't blame him. Most people want. It's bad. Phoenix is a bad yeah. place. For Not basketball. Great. It's sad because I, I grew up with good Phoenix basketball and they're just a team that I like seeing be good at basketball and it's just the, the opposite. Robert Sarver, not a good uh not a good owner, it seems like. Mm-mm. No. Not at um, all. Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess we'll leave it there. So if you had to guess who the Western Conference Finals teams are as of right now who would you guess is the final two i mean battle for la would be awesome but how probable is it the west is so so deep now i really i mean i'm still not even counting out houston i think that russ is a big upgrade to me just because of his i guess his, you know his, his level of play even though i'm not a huge russ fan I just think that when he plays with better people, like like when he played with James, I loved Russell Westbrook. When he played with James, when the, when they were the trio, obviously, but uh, I can't you can't count them out for how good they are individually. And then I still think the Warriors are going to be good. I just think that we have to wait till Clay gets back before we can really judge anything. But they still have their core. They were getting to the finals with that core. Uh, so I don't think we can count them out. Yeah, I think people are sleeping on them and they're forgetting about them. So I wouldn't be surprised if they make it to the Western Conference Finals. That'd oh, wow, Western Conference point. Finals. I, I think they're sleeping on them to an extent where it's like people who don't know if they're a playoff team, I'm like, what the fuck are we talking about? Either Steph Curry is an anonymous MVP or... Curry. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah, like he's still Steph Curry. You still have Draymond. They did a really Draymond. amazing job of filling out yeah. this roster and keeping Kevon Looney on an amazing bargain. Like. Unless Thank Steph Curry you. or Draymond gets hurt, this is a playoff team. This is insane. Exactly. What are we doing? And signing Ke- Kevon Looney was humongous. Like, hopefully he stays healthy, but, like, that was, like, huge for me because he was the only couple big they had in the finals. Like, and he was good. They were a good they team. They got D'Lo. And I love D'Lo. But, I mean, we'll see. Like, that's the thing. It's, it's hard to tell how well he's going to mesh. I think D'Lo is, could fit really well because of his shooting and his willing, willingness to pass because he, you know, Brooklyn, they move the ball. But we'll see. I mean, people are sleeping on him, man. And I don't see how you could because you still have Steph Curry. (laughs) 
on that team and Draymond Green for half the season. So hopefully, that's I think it's going to be one of the LA teams and then Denver. I I think Denver is going to even go another. Oh, even Denver. I don't. I don't. I don't believe it. I love the Jeremy Grant move. I love that they're old. Ne- I still believe in Gary Harris, and I think there's another level. And also, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, this is basketball Twitter's favorite trade of Bradley Beal getting moved for Gary Harris in, in parts. Oh, nice segue, huh? Yeah. Like, that's. If they do that, they're. Like, I might even put pencil them in as a favorite in the West. Like, I if might they go get that Brad far. Beal, then yeah. But that's, that's a completely different team to me if they have Brad Beal. But if Gary, Gary Harris, Harris has another level. Which he might. I just, I don't. Don't you think we would have seen it by now? We saw it two years ago. And then he got hurt. What like, year? This past year was a mulligan. Like, he was hurt all year. And I don't. It's tough because. And then we have Michael Porter Jr., like the other rookie who's just. Who couldn't play in Summer League after almost playing and had another setback. But this is a team that has a top 10 defense, top 10 offense, and offensive rating and defensive rating. Um, yeah. Jokic showed that he can survive in the playoffs and that he can play and they'll be fine and they'll they'll be like they're just good i love will barton Malik beasley took it another level this year um paul Millsap's back monte morris is maybe my favorite backup point guard um i really like this team and i just think if gary harris is healthy you have to really consider this team as like a favorite in the west just because He's I think Jamal five. Murray's going to be better. I think Jokic is going to be better. And they're just deep as hell. I, I don't know. That I just I really yeah. do believe in the in Gary Harris and this Nuggets team. I think depth is really important now. Just especially in the West, which is why the Clippers are my favorite cuz like, uh, they just seem so deep. But just I don't Denver just feels like one of the teams like I just never feel like they're going to get there. I don't know. Maybe it's just a feeling, but just somewhat forget about them. I know they're the first in the West this year, whatever, but Gary Harris, I don't feel like is enough, in my opinion, to make or break them. I thought Jamal Murray, his improvement, we talked about this, his improvement was the difference maker. Because, I mean, Jokic was pretty much the same when it comes to statistics, and Jamal Murray is one who made the jump, and I feel like that's what definitely took them over their, their hump. And took them to the top seed in the West, but we'll see, man. Uh, if they get Brad Beal, if that can, act, if they could actually swing that, then yeah, they're probably the favorites after that. In 2016, 2017, when Gary Harris was on the floor for the Nuggets, uh, per 100 possessions, their offensive rating was 121. That's a healthy Gary Harris. He shot 42% from three that year. He mm-hmm. shot 40% the year after, and then this year he was hurt, and he shot 33%. If he's shooting 40-ish percent and then gets that usage up because his usage has been like 20% and you want to get that up if you're going to be a star. And it's going to be hard with Jamal Murray sharing the backcourt with him. But if you give him more responsibility, if he's healthier, he can be a better ball handler. He's, I think, a good defender. I, I just, I think he really can. I'm still not selling my Gary Harris stock. And then you have the wild card of Michael Porter Jr., and you have Jeremy Grant now. If Paul Millsap gets hurt, their season doesn't tank. Like, they have insurance. Like, I I just think they're built for every possible scenario. And 
they're like the most sure thing to me in the West. Not sure to win, but the most sure thing to be good, in my opinion. Is that at least fair? Gotcha. I can see that. I'll give you that. Like, they're just not going to be bad. Like, if they're like a six seed, I'm going to be yeah. floored. Yeah, that'll be crazy. But the West is deep enough for that to happen at this point. Yeah. I mean, injuries are a part of this. And, like, a lot of it's just like, mm-hmm. oh, they got injured and that's what happened. Um, Bradley Beal, what do you do if you're Washington? They've settled their front office. Tommy Shepard is their guy. He's been in that organization for, like, 17 years. He's changing things up. He hired John Thompson III for some weird advisory role. He has Sashi Brown, old uh, Browns guy, <laughs> executive, who was their GM and was let go with the new administration of John Dorsey and everything. He is in that group. It's more collaborative, more expansive. But everything is kind of on hold with how we look at them until Bradley Beal either signs the extension that they can offer him in August. It's a three-year extension, um, $111 mm-hmm. million, I think, something like that. Or he can say no, and then they can be like, all right, I guess we're going to move him. Because if he says no, then you move him. You can't lose Bradley Beal for nothing. Um, yeah. I, I don't know what you do. Because it seems like if you listen to Shepard on the Woj pod this week, it's clear that he loves Bradley Beal and that organization loves him. Like the way he talks about him and John is very different. Um, he doesn't, they don't, I don't think the John Wall stuff's complicated because he's just bad luck. And um, I don't know, but they clearly love and value Bradley Beal. But at the same time, that roster around him is just so bad because the way I think yeah. about the Wizards is. I if he accepts the three year extension, I think if you're Washington, you could talk yourself into clearing contracts, find someone to take Wall. Um, but then again, you're like, well, is the only way a team going to take Wall is if they get Beal also? Because um, that's like the Miami Heat thing. It's like if the Heat get him, they're taking Wall too, and he spends his off season time in Miami, so Wall would welcome that and all this other stuff. But I could see them going the Rockets James Harden route where it's like the Rockets haven't used first round picks since they got James Harden. Like they were like, Nope, clearing cap space. And we're just going to get a bunch of veterans and we're going to replenish guys around Harden through trades and free agency. I think you could do that. If you're Washington, like you got off Howard, you got off a lot of these guys. I think you could do that with Bradley Beal where you're like, we're going to clear the deck and we're going to open ourselves up where it's like, mate, we're in a big market and maybe we can facilitate a trade, start getting more draft picks and flip them for guys that fit Bradley Beal's timeline. But I can see them go the other way and just do a full teardown because this roster is terrible. Um, it, it's just unbelievably bad. And Ernie Grunfeld should be fired. Oh, he got fired. Okay. Yeah, that that's good. Cause he did a very bad job. Deserved it. No, yeah, trade him. Can you go to this roster? You loved looking at it earlier. I, I'm I'm looking at it again, and I'm I'm just thinking trade him because it's painful to painful to look at. I mean, where do you go from here? I feel like you have to just try to get assets. You you trade both if you can get rid of Wall. You trade them. You just have to try to get assets at this point. Like you, the tanking needs to start because. Washington, they tried and they failed. You know, they had their experiment with your favorite, your, the best lineup, the best starting five in the NBA. <laughs> what was that? Hold Three on. years ago. Yes, best, my favorite five man. My favorite starting five man group. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was their uh, that was their last chance because yes. ever since then, I mean, it's been injuries and just just shit. But they aren't good. They haven't been good. They're wasting their best years there at this point. John Wall's 28 now. Brad's 26. They're going to 
they just need to get out of there. It's not, it's not working. And Washington, if they're smart, they'll trade both of them for just draft picks or young, young players and just embrace the tanking. It's time. I don't see any other way out, man. I don't see why you would try to keep them. I mean, you try if you think, because the rest of their contracts aren't bad anymore. Mahimney comes off the books as $15 million after this year. <laughs> and then you look at the rest of their, like they locked in Thomas Bryant. Um, I didn't yeah. like them letting Sadaransky go. Um, I liked them a lot. Dobbs Burton's on a cheap deal. Like Hachimura, who you like a lot, four years, $4 million a, a year. Like you have yeah. Wagner. Like you have the rest of the roster is basically a blank slate. Like CJ Miles is just like a pile of counts, a great locker room dude. So you just want to have him on the yeah. roster with this young guys. But outside, if you move Wall and kept Beal, if you found someone for Wall, like that's the whole thing holding all of this up because they could really clean up this cap sheet very easily if they were able to get off Wall and you could still keep Beal and really reconfigure this roster to a playoff team in like two years. But I just don't yeah. know if you can get off Wall without getting off Beal. I mean, uh, getting off, yeah, did I say that backwards? I don't know. But you get what I'm saying. Like they might have to be a package yeah. deal if you want anyone to take on John Wall. You got to do it, though. Like, why not? They should be in Miami's phone, you know? But, like, does Miami, are they the favorites if they have Beal and Butler this year in the East? No, but they're Favorites to win the East is what I'm saying. They're at least the East. If they have both? Yeah. Oh, they're up there. I mean, with Jim. Have you seen the rest of their roster? Let me look. Miami used to be really deep. Hey, let me look at I mean, Drogic will be traded in that deal. So let's just say if Drogic, the oh, James Johnson, who's probably in the deal, you have Winslow, Kelly Olynyk, Dion Waiters, Myers Leonard, Tyler Harrow, who I like a lot actually, but Bam Adebayo. Be like that roster is pretty barren too. Like it's kind of wizardy if you take out the stars. Mm, hey, hang on, hang on. We still got the irrational confidence. Dion Waiters, all right. Justice Winslow, who I don't believe in anymore. He was getting point Olenek guard minutes, by the way. There. He's a point guard now. I kind of like that. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Derek <laughs> Jones Jr., who actually was not terrible. At least he was fun to watch. James Johnson, who I actually I love and appreciate for some reason because he's one of the scariest men in the NBA. Um, and, I mean, but, so we trade Dragic. You trade. You got to lose Hero. You probably lose. Bam at a bio too, just because they're young. No, you're not giving up at a bio. Like you have to keep him. You might have to. No, nah, if we're taking Wall, on John Wall, no, 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 no. If we're taking on John Wall, we're we're keeping Bam at a bio and Tyler Harrow. Those are the two want, non-negotiables. Nah, Harrow's gone. No, you can't move Harrow. with tanking teams, they're going to take the young guy. They yeah, but I think it. it's different because this trade involves taking five years of John Wall. That's the worst contract okay. in basketball. Oh, yeah, it is. I'm not giving you any young assets for John Wall. Are you fucking kidding me? Absolutely not. I don't care if you're giving me Bradley Beal. That's the only way it happens, though. I don't think so. I think eventually they're going to have to just settle for a clean cap sheet. Like, that's what the Wizards are going to have to do. Like, a couple maybe intriguing pieces, but, like, you're not getting Tyler Harrow and Bam Adebayo. No way. If they do that, they're dumb as hell. They should be calling Miami. I'm sure Miami's calling they them. Do. I'm sure Pat Riley has called them every day. And now that Tommy Shepard's the full-time yeah. GM, he's like, dude, uh, okay, uh, can we can we go ahead and do this? And also, poor CP. He's just like I, floating oh my God. in Oklahoma City purgatory. 
I feel. Because I mean, I don't feel bad. Miami's like, no, nah, we're good. <laughs> I mean, their contract, man. Come on, you're getting forty, forty plus, right? Uh, yes. Ah, terrible for any NBA team. Good, but for it's him, not though. terrible. The other thing we need to talk about, though, it's like it's not terrible now. Like Chris Paul's still a top thirty player. I'm still really good when he was healthy last year. It's just gonna be terrible the last two yeah. years. So if you're yeah. trying to win a title in the next two years, that's still a good deal for Chris Paul. If your mm-hmm. window um, doesn't start until a year or two from now, uh, don't trade for Chris Paul because those last couple of years on that deal are going to be atrocious. But yeah. I think he's still got two elite years left on that contract. Yeah, you're right. Do you know but what hey, I would do what? if I'm Washington? Or I guess another team in the NBA. I don't want him in Miami because I still think the team's a title team. Um, I'm I'm calling I mean. I, I think Philly is the right answer here. Philly is going to find that Josh Richardson and Tobias Harris is not a suitable closing, closing backcourt lineup um, come playoff time. Who would you yeah, feel more comfortable with? Bradley Beal, Embiid, and Ben Simmons or the big five that they have right now? Uh, any, anyone who can shoot. <laughs> ben Simmons gets on my nerves. Uh, it really pisses me off watching him play now. And now he's, he's hooping too, in the gym. He's shooting but, threes in, in practice from uh, but, yeah, Instagram. From high school range, yeah. How do you tell it's high school range? Can you use the? It's so grainy. How do you? There's a, there's a, I I I made sure I looked. I was okay. Like, yeah, that that line is right on top of the key. It's hey so, baby steps. Three three more feet. All right. See how that works out. I would just. You have Zaire Smith. Um, unfortunately they do not have the trade chip of Markel Fultz anymore to throw in there. Um, (laughs) but if you were, if you're Washington, would you take, I think you would, you would ask them if they could take Tobias Harris and Zaire Smith. And then some of the remaining pick assets that Philly has, I just, if you want to talk me into Philly as a title team, trade for brad beal because i they just, need brad beal. that's the team no one's talking about like that's what i would do it's yeah. like elton brand needs to get creative like i mean you can't do it yet yeah. because you have to see how the starting five works but if mm-hmm. it shows signs that like oh we can't play these five together in crunch time like it's it looks good on paper but it's just not realistic in today's nba um i mean if al horford shoots the three ball well then he can stay on the court because he's just going to post up in the corner that's it I just don't, I don't believe in the spacing do. of Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, and Al Horford on the floor at the same time. That's because it's all Ben's fault, man. If Ben had a three-point shot, it wouldn't. Even then, I just, I don't love it. I, I just, I think it's going to backfire. I think this is, like, remember how much, it's just because it's Philly. Do you remember we were just laughing our ass off at Atlanta and Mike Budenholzer, like, pitching to Dwight Howard to get him and Horford on the Hawks together when he was running things a couple years ago? That almost mm-hmm. happened. Dwight Howard and Al Horford almost played together in Atlanta. That would have been atrocious. Terrible. Terrible. The reason Paul Millsap and Al Horford work is because they're both three-point shooters who could stay out and do everything you need to do. I don't think that's mm-hmm. the case with Embiid and Horford. I just I don't like the beat. I, I think it's going to be more of like what Dwight and 
um Horford would have looked like in Atlanta where it's like, oh, two big guys, we're gonna rebound them to death and blah blah blah. It's like, no, it's it's not that gonna era, work. That, it's gonna be ugly. That era is over. Right. But because it's Philly, they're like, oh, they're smart. They're doing this. Like, I think this is like one of those great theoretical things. Then we watch like 10 Philly games this fall. We're like, oh, shit, this is this is awful. They're 23rd in offensive rating through 10 games. This is not going to work, folks. I just I'm not Uh, a believer. I blame Ben Simmons still. I blame Elton Brand for thinking like a big guy. Like, I forgot who it was talking about this on a pod. Like, I think it was Kevin Arnimitz of ESPN. Where it's like, you can't blame big guy GMs for thinking like big guys. I, lo- I want to bl- I know Elton Brand was like, oh, I can get Al Horford and Joel Embiid. Hell yeah, sign me up. Two bigs. Like, Elton Brand played in the area of like, who did it? It was Elton and like Eddie Curry in Chicago, Elton <laughs> and Michael Olakandi in uh, Los Angeles, Elton and. Uh, who did he play with in Philly? Was it Jermaine O'Neal? Who was this big? It wasn't Dikembe. Oh. Who was the big? Was wasn't it Chris Webber? It wasn't Dikembe? No, no I don't think it. so. Who was the big he played with in Philly? Was it Sean? Um, not Sean. What was Spencer Hawes? <laughs> oh, yeah, it was Spencer Hawes. <laughs> Evan Turner, Elton Brand, Spencer Hawes. Uh, who else? Andre Miller. <laughs> Post equal dollar. Wow. Yeah, I just. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Lottie Debuck does the same stuff in Sacramento. It's too many bigs. That's Where funny. they're like, I really... oh, I love bigs. I'm a big. And it's just like. like all ah. Sacramento kept drafting. Yeah, they signed Dwayne Demon to a three year deal this summer. <laughs> Why? They, they have Harry Giles, <laughs> they have Marvin Bagley. They have Kosa Kufus. Like there was, they just have like nineteen bigs again. They had to replace Willie Colley Stein. Duh. Duh. I mean, that's fine, but just sign Deadman to a one-year deal. Why did you give him three years? Who was offering Deadman a three-year deal? Hey, he's a Trojan. Fight on. He deserved it. It's like the what did the Pistons do that first summer with Stan Van Gundy? Didn't they like sign John Lure to like a three-year deal and like? Who else did they sign bigs? Like, just like, what are you doing? Who was the big one? Um, Baines. Aaron Baines. Aaron Baines. Yeah, you're right. And they were like, we overpaid to get our guys. And it's like, who's offering Aaron Baines a three-year deal? What are you doing? You can get Aaron Baines everywhere. Centers are available at all times. There's still great centers available right now. I bet you if we pulled up, like, current free agents, the best ones are still centers. Yeah, absolutely. Like Willie Colley Stein, another bargain bin great move for the uh, the Warriors. Bob Myers, like that was perfect. I I, th- thought th- it was th- good I think he's going to be really good for them. Me too. Um, he's a really good pick. But yeah, um, last thing we wanted to touch on here: Jimmy. Bucks. Oh, we didn't talk about the Bucks, and I guess oh, there's two kind of things though. we didn't talk about the Bucks. Um, okay. So it seems like everybody just thinks it's going to be the Sixers or the Bucks in the finals out of the East. I still don't think it's going to be either of them. I think it's going to be the Pacers. I don't know if you mm-hmm. saw Jakar Simpson signed with the Pacers today. Game changer, folks. Um, I 
I don't know. Like, what do you think happens? Because everyone seems to like think they know what Giannis is thinking. We do this with every superstar where it's like, oh, he wouldn't ask for a trade. Carl Anthony Towns is happy in Minnesota. He can say like, he's, he's going to be there for the next 10 years. Like, no, no one, it's not how it works. Like if you're surprised if Giannis asks for a trade after missing the finals next year, I, I don't know why, because this is what every superstar does now. And he'll have a year left in his contract. And if he's like, we still can't get over the hump. I, I want out. Like I, I think that's interesting. Like, do they have to make the finals to even keep him happy for one more year? Because players just have so much leverage now. Superstar players do that. Giannis could just be a dick to them and just be like, no, we, we keep trying. And this, the guys you have around me are not enough. Like Bledsoe can't play in crunch time. We lost Brogdon. Middleton's just not enough as my number two. I need more talent. And it's just, it's not enough. And I think there's going to be, so much pressure on Milwaukee this year. There wasn't anything in year one of Bud and he overachieved and he won a shit ton of games and all that kind of stuff. But like now the pressure's on because there is no reason for this Milwaukee team to not win the Eastern Conference. Giannis Antetokounmpo is the best player in the East by a significant margin now. The -hmm. best player not making out of the East, like even like a LeBron Cavs year, those early years where they get murdered by the Spurs in four games still makes sense he needs that lebron spurs part one appearance where they just get waxed by the clippers in the finals but just getting there they need the optics of getting there yeah well i think Giannis is actually an exception when it comes to the superstars because he's I don't know. It just seems super naive. <laughs> we think that about everybody. Is it wasn't Anthony Davis no. naive? Isn't that what they talk about with him? Is he super no. impressionable? I, I didn't. No, I didn't think Anthony Davis was naive. I thought Anthony Davis. He's known the game the whole time. Mm. Giannis came into the NBA with a real pipe dream. You know, just from his upcoming and like super appreciative to everything that that that's happened to him. You know, so. Uh, he might be one of the ones to be loyal, man. He might be the first one to be loyal. We I do mean, this Russ, every time. Honestly, Everybody falls in this trap. Giannis is so nice. Why would he ever do this? It's like, because you don't know these guys. I, I mean, I, I won't be surprised if he does ask for a trade, but at the same time, like, I wouldn't be surprised if he stayed and, and, and gave him another four years. I'm going to say if they don't make the finals this year, he asks for a trade and he's gone. I think Giannis, like the Bucks, literally have to make the finals to keep Giannis happy. But it, if they, if they make the finals, he stays, right? Yes. Yeah, for sure. I, I think that's a hundred percent chance he stays if they make the finals, because then he, he's going to feel like he owes Milwaukee. And he well, he has to he stay for one more year anyway, technically, because he's got one more year on his well, deal. Can, but yeah, he'll be yeah, happy and be like, "I'm going to like." He got a taste of the finals, and he got his ass kicked yeah. by Kawhi and Paul George. Like, I think he would be motivated by that. And I think him going down to the Pacers in like seven games or six games would be like, okay, well, we've reached the point of no return with this group. I'm I'm out. I'm going to LA. Yeah. This is something you should no, be rooting no, for, by the way. Not going to LA. Why are we assuming any superstar isn't going to end up in LA or New York at this point? If he came to LA. They have four of the top that, 10 players in basketball right now. That just got me thinking. Like any mm. Los Angeles and New York fan should be begging, like especially Knicks should be rooting really, really hard against the Bucks making the finals this year. First round sweep. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be 
Huh. Why'd you get me thinking now? I didn't even think about that. Him as a Laker. Hmm. And then people are going to be like, oh, Giannis is Hollywood out. I love the Giannis isn't Hollywood stuff. I'm like, he's like 24. What is he like? You don't know anything about Giannis Antetokounmpo. You know nothing. You like everybody thought they knew Kawhi. He wouldn't leave. He's just it's like, you don't know these guys. Now, once I knew Kawhi didn't like the cold, I was like, oh, yeah, he's leaving Toronto. Giannis might not like it either. Milwaukee's cold. What? Does yeah, anyone like living in Milwaukee? Outside people from Milwaukee, <laughs> no shots against the city. But I'm saying, like, if you're a superstar athlete, do you really enjoy it? Like, Aaron Rodgers, sure, whatever. But, like... I don't even think he does. No. He just, it's Green Bay. It's different. Yeah, yeah the Bucks aren't... Does he even live there in the offseason? I wonder if... Where, lives, where does Aaron Rodgers live in offseason? I feel like he would be... Probably LA. LA. Yeah. <laughs> He's from LA. He's from California. Northern California, I think. He spent yeah, part mean, of his offseason in Southern Cal. Yeah. See, I mean, so, just don't be surprised if Giannis is like, I want to just wait for the report. Giannis's trade list includes Los Angeles, New York, Miami, and like someone else like that. And you're like, oh, he's like every other superstar athlete. He wants to go somewhere warm in a big city. Hmm. People think they know him. And I just, it drives me insane. You know nothing about Giannis Antetokounmpo. I don't, you don't. If he asks for a trade after this year, if they miss the finals, don't be surprised. It sucks for Milwaukee fans because they got really close again and then it's probably 10 plus years of yeah. irrelevance all over again. But I, there is so much pressure in Milwaukee. I think they're the most interesting team to me this year because they're, they are very much on the clock. And if they fall short in this Eastern Conference, ugh. Yeah, so so much so depleted. And like, who else is there Brooklyn, outside of the Sixers Brooklyn, and the Pacers? Brooklyn's Brooklyn not a year away. Yeah, I know. So if they don't do it this year, the next year's going to be even tougher. I mean, Boston, you huh. still have to consider. We we'll have to see what happens with Tatum and Brown. Yeah. I mean, I think that Boston's going to be better next year because Kyrie's gone, and yeah. I think they're going to be a Brad Stevens team again. Well, now people have lost their minds where it's like, oh, they're going to be, it's like, okay, let's be very clear. Uh, Kyrie Irving is a much better basketball player than Kimba Walker. We've got, like, now we've gone too far where it's like, okay, we got the locker room cancer out. Now we got a real winner in Kimba Walker. And I'm like, well, uh, uh, Kyrie is a winner. Uh, He had maybe one of the most iconic shots in basketball history. But yeah, sure. Yeah. It's up there. Top top two. It's, that's what I'm saying. Like, one of the top shots. Like, it's that, it's MJ with Russell. It's right. Ray Allen, and that's it, right? That's mm-hmm. a big top three. Gotta be. Are we forgetting yeah. anything? I guess Robert Horry over Sacramento, but that... That's not a final shot. No. not Was it Sacramento? It was Sacramento, right? Yeah. Yeah. The, the rebound tip out. Yeah. Yeah. It, it would, it's not as important as the final shot, so... No. <sighs> yeah. Is Derek Fisher maybe the running shot be. against the Spurs? Isn't a forgotten one, but it wasn't a final yeah. shot either. That was the Western Conference, though, right? I believe so. Yeah. Well, I won't be surprised if Giannis leaves, but I also, it's literally the same. If he if he's like, ah, you know, Milwaukee's been so good to me, and I, I'm got four more years, I'm here, Milwaukee, and we all sigh, and we're like, ah, okay, well, hopefully he wins the championship. But I just feel like he's that kind of person, man. He's just so naive. So naive 
hopefully he has good a good camp around him that's like it's a business, you know, take care of yourself, but he could pull a Westbrook and sign a crazy contract and stay in a shitty market. I don't think that's gonna happen. I think Giannis is gone in the next two years. So you don't think they're gonna win anything? You don't, you don't think they're gonna get to the final? They missed their shot. I think this year was their best shot. You can make you could yeah. sell me on this upcoming year being their best shot, but if you if you say it was not last year, it's this year because next year they have no shot. Mm. Like when Kevin okay. Durant is back, yeah, and Kyrie, back, and like yeah. they, like it's I I, it's I just I don't see a path. Yeah. I'm not mad at that. But no pressure, Milwaukee. No pressure. Um, last thing, very quickly. Uh, Jimmy Butler, I wrote about it at, uh, over the weekend. I think the Sixers cost... I mean, I think Jimmy Butler cost the Sixers a title. Because if you look at the landscape of the East and the way people are talking about the Sixers now with Richardson and Tobias and everything else, like if he had just stayed in that five-man group, stayed, I... They were so close to being Toronto anyway, and no one else gave Toronto the kind of push that Philly did. It was the Correct. perfect group of guys, like that. Just that's the kind of group that struggles in the regular season but murders people in the playoffs. I just, I wanted to see that team without Kawhi in the East because with Kawhi gone, yeah. I think that team would have definitely beaten Milwaukee. I don't think Milwaukee would have had a five that could have combated what Philly would have thrown at them, health permitting. Mm-hmm. Is there like they have three guys, maybe four, like depending on if Ben Simmons starts shooting, if um, Tobias goes up another level. Like, I just trusted that team more. And then Embiid just being Joel Embiid, I think that would have been really difficult, even for a two man group of LA Clippers, LA Lakers. Like, I think they would have been the favorites. And I think they would have steamrolled everybody else in the East. And the West is just going to be such a bloodbath that like they'd just be waiting and pretty like just in great shape i think the sixers would have won the title if jimmy just stayed and if jimmy was all about winning he shouldn't have gone to miami because miami has no shot of winning like if you want to say that you're just you want to live in miami and have fun great like just say that but like and he also didn't screw them over because they did the sign and trade and they got josh richardson back and stuff so it wasn't like they lost him for nothing but i don't know the miami stuff just doesn't make any sense for jimmy butler yeah, I didn't get it either. That was my biggest gripe about it. I was just like, you were a shot away from getting to the finals because I think they would have beat Milwaukee too. And you picked Miami of all places. Like not, not another contender, not, not someone where you know you can get there again, just Miami, which is, there's that argument, the market thing. So you picked a, a big market. And I mean, I just... I don't. I didn't understand it. Like the whole goal should be is to getting the, the championship, you know. And he's definitely not going to do that down there. So I think he robbed them too. I'm 100% on the same side as you on this because Ben Simmons isn't going to close games out. Joel can't do it by himself. Tobias Harris, I don't really believe in him doing it either. He didn't do it with Jimmy there. So uh, they need Philly needs one more. Hopefully Brad Beal, but. We'll see, man. Jimmy really screwed Philly over because they really had all. Hey, trust in the process, man. They really had the chance, and now it looks like they're. I don't. I don't feel like they're going to get there anymore. So, all those years of tanking, Jimmy Butler. It was right there. It was, man. It's, it's sad when you think about it. I just. It's sad because I love Jimmy Butler. 
Like, I just don't want to see yeah, him in purgatory with this Miami team. Like, I think you do the Miami thing if you knew you were like the Kawhi with the Clippers. Like, he went to the Clippers because he knew he could get another star. Like, he yeah. was going to stay in Toronto if they were able to get another star. Like, Jimmy no, he, he going to the gonna, Heat, he needed somebody else. Like, he just went by himself. And I'm like, what are you doing? This is not how you win in today's NBA. Like, why did you do this by yourself? Yeah, the only reason Kawhi went to the Clippers is because they knew they can get Paul George. Right. Otherwise, he was going to go to the Lakers. <clears throat> mm-hmm. He said recently. <clears throat> I know you don't believe that. He said, but... or the Raptors, by the way, in that same sentence. Yeah, but, you know, he, he doesn't like the cold, so don't forget that. Right. All right. And Jimmy and I are we're really tight. I don't know if you remember me talking about this, about him having sex with Cat's girlfriend, whatever. But, you know, he told me uh, <laughs> it, was a, it had to do a lot with family. Um, you had a lot of people to take care of. It was a big decision for him. So I get that aspect, but I, you could have done it in Philly, man. Could have done it in Philly. That's what I understand. And if you're going to leave Philly, go somewhere where you can also be on a star-studded team. Like you're too old, Jimmy. Yeah. Like he's yeah. got to, he's got no knees anymore. He's playing like he's got so much mileage on him. I just, I don't understand the play here. I thought it was just a bad play on his part. You do Miami if you like know that Bradley Beal is getting traded with you there. Like that's something you do if you know you've got another star in the bag. It's just bad. Really, any free agent move this year, Jimmy's the only one who didn't make a, a logical one. I like guess. a calculated one. He it just seems like yeah. he was like, eh. I'll, well, if they get a star, cool. If not, whatever. I just want to live in Miami for a year. Or a I can hang years, out with Wade all the time. Yeah, all right, cool. Because they're there. super close, right? Yeah, him and, and, and Gabrielle Union and shit. Like, I guess they're that cool. Yeah, uh, but you could have just done that in L.A. Yeah, absolutely. His, Wade's son's playing with LeBron's son in Southern California now, right? <laughs> if they can do it in high school, they can do it in the NBA. Why couldn't he have just gone to the Lakers? No, man. I just, I it bothers me because I love Jimmy Butler and I love seeing him in the playoffs and I love what he brings to the table and I just think he's gonna be oh, it's just gonna be a waste. I, I just I mean, it we bums me out. We still got them in the playoffs. Yeah, they do. They're going to be a playoff team, but I guess we'll have to see if they get somebody else. I think the Heat are still trying. It's not going to be Chris Paul, I don't think, but is there anybody else like who hasn't asked out yet that they could get that would excite you? Like the Spurs were like, would you like DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge? Hmm. Miami? Yeah, for Miami. Butler and DeRozan come playoff time and be a gigantic pain in the ass. It would work for Marcus, though. I don't think the three of them would make them a, a favorite in the East. Well, Marcus was really, really good for uh, San Antonio last year, and he plays only the five now. I think yeah. he's really I think settled in. His time is coming, though. Yeah. How much would you guess DeMar DeRozan's making this year? Uh, is it a stupid amount? It is $27 million. But I've got good news. If you traded Drogic, who was originally drafted by the Spurs, James Johnson, mm. and Justice Winslow, you can get DeMar DeRozan and Aldridge back. Mm. Might be worth That's it. a plus 12 wins for them. Uh, I might do Marvin. that. If you're the Spurs and you can get off both of those contracts, 
the Mars I'm not expiring. Sure that he can do any better than that. Hmm. Interesting. And it'd be a one-year deal for them. Who? Demar. Sorry, I'm still on Demar. Uh, they both have two-year deals left. Two years left. Oh uh, yeah, I'm sorry. That no, it's 2021. Next year's his last year in his deal. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, they no. both have this one and the next year. Yeah, okay. I'm tripping. Play optional too. Okay. Oh. Yeah, I mean Miami needs to make a move. They cannot so go into the season with this co- this group. Like, are they really going to start Dragic at the one and like Winslow and Waiters and Myers Leonard and Tyler? Like, it's just weird. You don't do this with Jimmy Butler. Do you trade for Kevin Love? Oh God! Everyone's forgot about Kevin. Well, because he's in Cleveland. Wither he's still got away. four years on his deal, by the way. Four. Oh my gosh! Twenty-eight million dollars this year. Does anyone want Kevin Love? Can I give you my take on this, by the way? Where I think Kevin Love should be? Yes. Atlanta. Where? Oh, God. So, Atlanta, let me make the case. John Collins' best trait is offensive rebounder. Like, there are games this season where he was like, he had 15 offensive rebounds, and it's just weird how motivated he is. He's a terrible defender, and people think he's a good defender, but he's not. Um, He's not a core piece. And the people who talk about John Collins like he's a core piece is insanity to me. Like, you can find John Collins everywhere. He's like Jeremy Grant. Those guys yeah. grow on trees. You can find him. Not a core doesn't, piece, folks. Doesn't, it doesn't feel right when he's brought up, in my opinion. No, it's I'm like, like he's not going to be a star. Is he ever be a top 30 player? No. Like, especially not, not top 20. Um, I would do it just because... And they have the assets. They have Evan Turner on a one-year deal. They have Chandler Parsons on a one-year deal. They have Alan Crabb. They have... Solomon Hill. They have a bunch of expirings, and I think people are like, "Oh, we got to save this cap space for next year." The best free agent next year. Have you looked at the 2020 free agency group? And also, when does Atlanta ever get talent? Like, you're not signing anyone. The best free agent's Draymond Green. That's it. That's the best one, and he might get locked up before next summer. Like, and you you're banking on basically Travis Schlink's relationship with Draymond because he was the guy, by all accounts, who like saw something in Draymond and pushed for that to happen in Golden State. Like, Draymond Green is a, a warrior by all accounts because of Schlink. But I still don't think Draymond's leaving Golden State for Atlanta, even to go with Schlink. I just don't think that's going to happen. Um, you're going to have to pay somebody. And if you could get Kevin Love and you just had him and John Collins on the offensive boards together, just brutalizing people every night while also get, doing the pick and pop of Trey, because I actually think he'd be a good fit with Trey and Kevin Herter. Yeah. I think that's where you put your money. Like, you don't play the free agency game like dallas has done and all these other teams where they're like we have cap space oh we got nobody so now we're going to overpay for jeff green it's dumb atlanta needs to go ahead and stop that like that's not going to happen you're not going to get a good free agent use that cap space to trade so absorb a good contract of somebody like kevin love who's an adult who can help these young guys grow because he's not they're like oh hurt the tanks like tanks over you've already got your core you traded for deandre hunter you have these guys this is it you have your young core yeah you need some veterans. You need no, your David a really, Lee. Really good argument. Because, I mean, Kevin's still, I hope, still a good NBA player at this point yeah. in his career. Um, and he would just help develop these kids. Because they can make the playoffs. I oh, really they're making the playoffs. They, they trade for Kevin Love with that group. I think they're a playoff team. Yeah. I mean, I, I think they have a chance now. Well, we'll see. We really will see. They're, they're really young. But they'll be close at least, you know. But if Kevin Love's on there. Yeah, man, that's actually a really good 
argument because we don't have any big contracts like that, right? Their their big contracts, I mean, are all on one year deals. One year deals. Yeah. And the Cavs would love those. Like if they were, if the Cavs were able to get off Kevin Love for one year deals, I think they would do it. You could even bring in Jordan Clarkson, and you could be a season ticket holder. Yeah. He's on one year contract, thirteen mil. I can't. Um, um, you know, he was a Laker. Mm-hmm. One of my least favorites. I love well, Jordan Clarkson just because he's such a bad NBA player that I just think he should be an NBA player on bad teams for the next 15 years. I think he should be required. If you're tanking, you have to have Jordan Clarkson on your roster. And he has to play 36 minutes. I think that the Wizards should be required to play Jordan Clarkson for 36 minutes a night this season. He has to play on their team, all tank team. Yeah, like he, like Jordan Clarkson is a requirement if you're tanking. You have to play this person. Who else is on the all tank team? Yeah, <laughs> that's tough um the all tank team like the starters um byron mullins can we or just doing Ooh, current cool. players um jaleel okafor probably starts at the five um, that's a good one byron mullins is a good one let me think who else would be on this group um this is something <laughs> i have to think about i don't hmm maybe we should write this down I Actually, know. I, I need to re- Shelvin Mack. Um, Jamal Crawford. Jamal Crawford. Jordan Crawford. Ooh, even better. <laughs> <laughs> Langston Galloway. Ooh. Come on, man. He's getting those checks. I love Respect Langston that. Galloway. Um, Cameron Payne. Okay. Need a four. You're you're taking fours. Hmm. Let me go check Sacramento. Dragon Bender would be a good one. Um. Yeah, not like fours jump out to me. So yeah, go to Sacramento team. <laughs> I, that's what I was just looking at. I was like, they've got to have someone who fits this mold. Um. The Mavericks don't. They literally just don't have wings right now. So I was thinking about them. Oh, Justin Jackson. Nice. He's atrocious. He'd be perfect. 36 minutes of him. Oh, God. You want to lose some basketball games, folks. Play Justin Jackson for 36 minutes a night. Um, yeah, I think those are all. Oh, New York. Why am I blanking on the Knicks? Oh, my okay. God. Every, just the whole Knicks roster. Frank Nilakina? Yeah. Damian Dotson? Alonzo Trier? Yeah. Uh, like Dennis him, Smith Jr.? But... Alfred yeah. Payton is actually a king here because I think he's just like if he's your starting point guard, you're going to be in the lottery. Um, RJ Barrett might be an all-time, all-tank team player. Coach Thorpe had that this stuff. Friend of the pod, Coach Thorpe was just like all over that one. That was uh might not work out for RJ Barrett in New York. I hope it does. I like him. I just don't. Uh, he's got to change the way he plays. Otherwise, he's destined to hmm. not be a good NBA player. It'll be shocking. Yeah. Shocking. Well, we need to wrap up, but I'll leave you with this. Ricky Williams blames Pot for his failed drug test. Quote, I got high and forgot I wasn't supposed to get high. That just popped up my Twitter timeline. That whole story back in the day on the Dolphins. Nice. That's a real quote, by the way. I got high and forgot I wasn't supposed to get high. 
I mean, that's what weed does. It makes you forget things, so I'm not surprised. I miss Ricky Williams. He seems like the nicest dude in the world, by the way. Like, all of his post-NFL stuff, like, Ricky Williams is the best. Oh, yeah, he's super nice. Because he's high all the time. Correct. Or maybe he's just nice, and that's just a part of... uh, Never mind. Um, Noah Clark. (laughs) Should people still go to Panko Chicken? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Every day, please. Should we cut out all the our personal life conversation at the big, beginning of this podcast. Nah, let's leave it. Okay, perfect. I'm Great. Cool Just, we, we didn't say our address, so that's, that's good. That's good. Um, we're living life, folks. Um, day at a time. Okay. Day at a time. All right, Noah Clark, talk to you soon in like 35 seconds because we live in the same house. Um, all please, right. Please don't talk <laughs> Bye. I've had, I've had enough. I've had enough of you. And that'll do it for today's episode of the Chase Thomas Podcast. I just want to remind you guys, if you like today's episode and you are subscribed on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, I would really appreciate it if you could take a second, leave the show a five-star rating and a review. If uh, you're not an Apple Podcast listener, remember you can find the show on Spotify, TuneIn Radio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, uh, Google Play, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Uh, be sure to check out chasethomaspodcast.com where you can access all of my previous episodes and also find all my writing. I'm writing there fairly often. And also follow me on Twitter at chase underscore Thomas and like the Facebook page at facebook.com slash chase Thomas writer. Uh, thank you for your support and we'll be back with another episode very soon. Thanks guys. Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.